Happy Grunt-tober, everybody, and welcome to the Documented Podcast, episode number six. Before we get into it, you're probably thinking, Josh, why did you say Grunt-tober? Well, it's because I'm egotistical and wanted to name the month of October after myself. Grunttober is my special celebration of all things Halloween. It started out on my gaming channel, youtube.com slash rocketgruntjoshgaming, and now it's here on the podcast. But it's also taking place a couple of other places. I mentioned it a second ago, but my gaming channel, Rocket Grunt Josh, I'm going to have a special Halloween-themed video going up this month. Expect it in a couple of weeks. Head on over to youtube.com slash rocketgruntjoshgaming. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit that bell notification to get notified when the video will go up. Also, more Halloween goodness is going on. Head on over to totallyjoybot.com and check out our Let's Play of Resident Evil. As of this being posted, I believe two parts have been posted and tomorrow one more part is going to be posted. Go ahead and check it out. I'm playing it with my good friend Ugly Giant, aka Ethan. You know him from the Stan Romanak episode. Go ahead and check it out, totallyjoybot.com, for all your Resident Evil needs. Now, let's get in to the podcast. Take it away, Josh. It is that wonderful time of year where there are pumpkin-shaped Reese's Cups. I can get my pumpkin chai latte from Starbucks. Those little cupcakes that taste like pumpkin come out. It is the pumpkin time of year. Halloween is upon us. Welcome to Grunt-tober. That's right, I'm so egotistical that I decided to name the entire month of October after myself. Now, fun fact, I'm an idiot. Why, you know, all these rock stations around this time of year, they do Rocktober. Why not Rocket-tober, Josh? What is your problem? Well, I just like the sound of Grunt-tober. So Grunt-tober started out uh, two years ago when I started my YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash RocketGruntJoshGaming. And the point of it was to cover horror games. Uh, the first year, I did two horror games and one Halloween-themed cartoon. Last year, I did one horror game. This year, I'm going to be doing a horror game as well. Horror-themed, a Halloween game, if you will. And Grunttober is also cross-platform with right here, the documented podcast. You know, last week we had an episode, and it's a little weird to do back-to-back -back weeks for me personally because I'm used to doing every other week. But you see, with October, I wanted to celebrate Grunttober by doing Halloween paranormal, ghost, alien, whatever, spooky stuff for the podcast. And I wanted to do a lot of it. So 
there are going to be three podcasts this month. And the only way to get to have that happen was to do two back-to-back weeks. Just more work for me, but it's okay. If you cannot tell, which I'm sure that you can, because it's blatantly obvious, autumn is my favorite time of year. I love the weather. I love the seasonal food that you get. I like just doing the stereotypical autumn things. And the crown jewel of all of that is the Halloween season. See, growing up, here's a little thing about me. Growing up, I never really went trick-or-treating. I just didn't. But what I did do was scare people. You see, there's this, this trend around trick-or-treating where when you go to the house, you like to see some decorations, some people dressed in costumes, stuff of that. But some people take it a little bit further. My family took it further. One year, my father got some PVC pipe and some black tarps and made a haunted tunnel leading from my front gate to my front porch. Now, why did he make a tunnel? Well, that's because we cut holes, slits in the wall. We had a double wall. And we would jump out of the wall and scare people. Home haunting. That's what we did at my house growing up. And it became a tradition. And then from that point on, Halloween became one of my favorite times of year. On November 1st, I was sitting with my dad, my brother, my mom, my sister-in-law. And we were planning, what are we going to do next year? You know, we, we did this a pretty good amount of times growing up. We would, you know, it sometimes it was great, sometimes it was small. But the point is, I had a blast doing it. So for me, Halloween is associated with bonding, with spending time with your family. And I love my family very much. So from that... Halloween has always been, as I said, associated with fond memories. Now, Halloween's my favorite time of year. When I started a YouTube channel, I wanted to express my love of Halloween. So I did that. I also wanted an excuse to be able to use the Pumpkin Hill theme in a video from Sonic Adventure 2. So as you know, I love documentaries and I love Halloween. So what better way to merge my two things that I love into the documented podcast? Grunttober cross-documented. I'm excited for this. And this first episode is going to be very close to home for me. You know, because I talked about the home haunting. And what we would do was not super extravagant. You know, it was simple, pretty simple stuff. One year, we built wooden coffins and put dummies in them. Then, on October 30th, my brother and I put those costumes on and would jump out of the coffins and scare people. That's pretty simple stuff. I remember building the coffins with my older brother and my dad. 
but there's people that take it to an extreme level. And that is what you see in Haunters, the art of the scare. Now, the funny thing about me saying taking it to the extreme is that it can be used in two different ways when referring to this documentary. The one way is that they take it to the extreme. They do more than just building a wooden coffin and putting a dummy in it and tricking people. They actually spend thousands of dollars for that one or two special nights of the year where they can express what they love doing. And then there are extreme haunts and haunters. The art of the scare explores both ends of that spectrum with some stuff in the middle. We're going to get into the extreme haunt stuff later because I feel like I'm going to spend a lot more time on it because boy, do I have some thoughts. We're going to start out with a man by the name of Donald Jolson. You know, you, uh, you, you see this guy and he's talking about, he lives for Halloween. It's just a traditional home haunt. He dresses his family up in costumes. He builds these elaborate walkthroughs. He starts doing all of his work in August. So two months out, this guy is starting construction on his haunt because he loves it. It is his passion. He loves doing it. And if you know one thing about me, I talked about it last week in the surrounding game. There is just something really, really cool about people who are passionate about something and then them expressing to you their passion for it. I love that. Always been a big fan of that. And I like Donald. Donald seems like a really good dude. However, his wife does not like this one bit. It shows them talking and she's mentioning, you know, they've been married for a little bit. It's time to start having kids. It's what you do when you get married. You have kids. She's talking about trick-or-treating. He says, nope, 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 nope. Nope. We got to do this on Halloween. This is what we do on Halloween. And here's what's crazy about it. He starts in August. It's for Halloween night. It's for the trick-or-treaters. I think you can kind of see where I'm going here. How long do you think he spends hundreds of hours on this haunt? And it's only open for one night for four hours. It's a passion project for him. He loves doing it. There's a certain thing that when it comes to the quote unquote starving artist that you got to make sacrifices and he's willing to do that. 
he's willing to sacrifice seeing the joy on his children's face when they knock on the door and they get that little uh, little candy bar because he'd much rather be the one scaring the people. You know, and I can't knock the guy too much for it because I understand it. I grew up that way. Trick-or-treating is a little overrated, in my opinion. It's fun. You get candy. But what's better is when you do like I did and you pass out candy and you get to scare because then any leftover candy you just get anyway. Two birds, one stone. And Donald is willing to give up almost everything for this haunt. Let me tell you about this dude. He was a former prop maker. He worked on some pretty big budget movies. Now, one of the movies that he worked on was Van Helsing. He was He worked on the props... For that movie, all the weapons and stuff. Yeah, that's what this guy did. But then sadly, after a few years, his job kind of took a downswing and all the studios that he would work for moved and he was out of work. Well, he had the skill. He had the ability to build good movie quality props. So why not use that? And that's what he started doing started his own home haunt. But it's not his home. No, no, no. He actually runs it out of his parents' house because his front yard is not big enough. So it's a, it's a family affair. He's working on this with his brother, his father, some other family members. And it shows the process that these these guys are willing to to go through to make a good haunt and you got to respect it you got to respect the art of the scare subtitle of the movie but his his wife well she's not for that so we're going to go away from donald a little bit and we're going to talk about Someone by the name of Char Meyer. And we're going to talk about Char. And we're going to touch on Donald a little bit as well. Because their stories are kind of similar with one important aspect. So Char is a professional haunter. She's been doing it since the 70s. She's worked all these different places. All these different places. She's worked, but her, her big, uh, 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 gig was at, uh, not scary farm, Knott's Berry farm. You know, they turn into not scary farm whenever it's Halloween time and they turn into a, a, a themed haunt. They were, uh, I believe, uh, not scary farm might've been around before Halloween horror nights at universal. I'm not 100% sure on that. However, Shar basically worked her way to that spot because of her passion for it. Well, you're probably wondering, why are we talking about Char now? 
Why did we stop talking about Donald for a minute? What's the connection that these two have? Does Char work for Donald? No. We explore a topic known as haunt widows. They talk to Char's husband, who has been with her through thick and thin. Been with her from the very beginning. And they ask him, they say, do you know what a haunt widow is? And he says, oh yeah, I'm a haunt widower. What's what's that mean? Well, you know what a widow or a widower is. It's when you lose your, your spouse. They die. And you're still married, technically. You're a widow or a widower. Basically, what they're saying is that these people that do these haunts, that's their focus. They are in 150%. So much that they're talking to Shar's husband and he says, around October, I'm a single parent because Shar is off working at these different haunts because that's what she loves doing. I support her. I'm okay with that. Totally fine with that. Now let's talk about Donald's wife. She's a haunt widow. She's not into it. She does not like it in the slightest. She gave him a budget of $300. He exceeded that by seven. Spend a thousand dollars on this thing that's going to be open for four hours for one night of the year. He's been working on putting hundreds of man hours into it. They talk to other people who focus on their haunts and they ask one of them, what does your wife think of this? And he says, well, she's not in the picture anymore. So this guy chose doing a haunt over his marriage. Okay. I'm not going to jump to conclusions. Maybe the marriage wasn't great to begin with. You never know. One can, one can only assume. And when you assume, you make an ass out of you and me, so I'm not going to fully assume there. So Donald's wife is just not into this in the slightest. You can tell that she's just... She's fed up with it. They ask her, do you know what a haunt widow is? And she says, not really, but I can take a guess and I'll bet you I'm a good candidate for it. And she's right. She is. At one point during the documentary, Donald is up in the attic of what I assume is his parents' house because he gets a text message from his wife and says, I'm over this haunt shit. I'm over the Halloween shit. Either you come home now or don't come home at all. Ooh boy. That is pretty foreboding. You know, I... As someone who is very clearly taking part in passion projects as well, that's tough because you really want to be with someone who is 
reasonably going to stand by you through everything that you do. Now, I can see a bit of both sides with this. I'm not going to sympathize with the wife or Donald exactly because I, like I said, I see both sides. It's, it's frustrating that for two months out of the year, probably more than that, she never sees her husband. He's just working on this thing that is only going to be open for four hours and he's making no money from it, but he's spending money on it. That is a little frustrating, but it's very clearly what he is passionate about and loves doing. And it, it it's such a weird thing because you can never 100% say that he is wrong, she is wrong. Because, I mean, to a point, Donald's not really... I mean, it's not like he's going behind her back and doing it because she knows he's doing it. I mean, sure, he's wasting, well, I'm not really wasting, in her eyes it's wasting, their money on it, and there's no return from it. But at the same time, you also want someone who is going to support you in your endeavors. So, that's rough, man. That's that's rough. Basically, she she ends up being okay with it, I suppose, because towards the end of the documentary, they show the haunt go like uh, in in action, and she's there, like she's there, watching it, and she's laughing along, and she's up on the balcony looking down at the haunt. So, basically, it all worked out okay for for Donald. So good for him. And then especially at the very end of the documentary, you know me, I don't like to give those spoilers. It really works out for him. You'll just have to watch it and see what it is. But enough about Donald. I've, you know, I've already spent about 20 minutes on Donald. Let's talk about like what exactly, what is appealing about haunts? I personally don't like them. I've never been huge, though I love Halloween and stuff, I've never until recently been huge into the horror genre. Because I I really don't want to spend money to be frightened. It's just, it's, it's not what I'm into. I, I can think of better things to spend my money on. If you're into that, more, more power to you. I mean, clearly, there's a lot of people into it. You know, because at the very beginning of the documentary, it says that in 2013, an estimated 32 million people attended haunted houses. Horror is huge. Look at some of the biggest franchises in the last few years. The Saw movies. For one, they talk about the Saw movies. Look at how much money they made. Huge amount of money. So, what is it really? They dive into it a little bit. It's kind of a psychological thing. Because 
you know, you look at the like the universal horror monster movies, not the dark universe that flopped. I'm talking about like Frankenstein, Dracula, movies like that. They really started in the Great Depression, one of the scariest times in our country's history. People were losing money left and right to the point of where they were jumping off buildings because they were scared. So why is it that horror can drive people to do those awful things, but yet the horror genre is so popular? I can only speculate that my guess is because of the rush that you get from being afraid. But when it comes to the horror genre, you are pretty much in control of being scared. You have made the decision, I am going to be scared right now. With the Great Depression, you really didn't have that choice. You were just scared. Your money was gone. And they talk about the rise of the haunted house. Basically, these little amusement parks that couldn't afford roller coasters and stuff like that, they build a haunted house. The cheap thrill is what they pretty much call it. Fear is ingrained in the human nature. We all have something that we're afraid of. We all do. And in order to control that, to be in control, that's another thing that a lot of, I would say most, the vast majority of people like. They like to be in control. So with that, you look at two primal things that come out of the human experience. The the want to be in control and fear. Combine the two. Just hand over fist money, basically. You know, I talked about Not Scary Farm. They were really the first horror-themed attraction. Like I said, I'm not sure if they were first or if Halloween Horror Nights was first. Pretty sure it was Not Scary Farm that did it when they turned into Not Scary Farm. Either way. September the 11th happens. One of the one of if not the worst event in American history. They interview someone who worked for Knott's Berry Farm and he said our discussion cuz you know that was in September, they're going to open in October. Do we even do Not Scary Farm this year? They did. And they broke records. They broke records because that was a very scary time in U.S. history, much like the Great Depression, where it was very scary. People needed an escape. And what better way to escape than by taking the thing that is bothering you, fear, and controlling that fear because it helps you in a way. 
you know, I'm no psychiatrist, obviously. I'm no therapist. But it seems like that's what it is, is that there's this very blatant fear just beating you in the face. You know, 3,000 people were killed. And you're worried if there's going to be another terrorist attack that could kill you or your loved ones. That's scary. So why not look fear right in the face and say, I'm welcoming you in on my terms so I can distract myself from the real fear that I have no control over. You know, then I mentioned it earlier, a few minutes ago, the Saw movies. You know, Saw came out not long after the Guantanamo Bay photos leaked. And for the first time in U.S. history, we blatantly saw torture of other human beings. And that started the rise of torture porn. Saw, Hostel are the two big ones. You know, I'm sure that there are a lot more torture porn-esque movies that I'm just not thinking of at the moment because it's just not my thing. So naturally, people get scared. Like, oh my God, that could happen to us. That's very scary. So we talked about one end of the spectrum, taking it to the extreme. People that contribute everything, take it to the extreme, put in all their time, all their money, just for that thrill. Then there's the other end when you say extreme. Extreme haunts. I'm sure at some point you have heard of the name McCamey Manor. I don't know if that rings a bell with any of you officially, but I had heard of it just on various things. You know, one of my favorite things about this time of year, they don't really do it a lot anymore. And it kills me because I love this stuff is on travel channel. They will show all of the Halloween specials, whether it's about most haunted places, best haunted house attractions, stuff like that. And I would always see this McCamey Manor mentioned. It's called an extreme haunt. Stuff goes down here that you got to sign a waiver for. You always, you know, as a kid on the playground, here's another thing you can relate to. Well, my brother went to, he went two towns over and they have a haunted house where you got to sign a waiver because they actually throw real snakes at you. And if you can make it all the way to the end, you get your money back. You've heard that kid. You've heard that kid talk about it. And it was always a myth. But now, guys, it's real. And McCamey Manor, is the forerunner of this with their extreme tactics that they use. And let me tell you, there is a definitive line in the sand when it comes to the idea of extreme haunts 
and then just your standard walk-through rubber mask. Ah, scared you. Because, back to human nature, we always want to ramp it up to the next level. We always want the next level. Well, the chainsaw killer number three isn't scaring me anymore, so now I have to be waterboarded. I'm not exaggerating. We're going to get into McKamey Manor. Started by this guy. His name is Russ McKamey. And I want to tell you a little bit about Russ. This man, in my eyes, this man is a psychopath. I'm not using that term lightly. I legitimately think by watching this documentary, I saw a psychopath. This is going to sound awful. Basically, what I saw with Russ McCamey was a serial killer that lacked the ambition. Because this man started this haunted house, McCamey Manor, it's normal. Jump out rubber mask chainsaw killer. But then they wanted to go more and more. The things that they are doing in this haunted house are basically considered torture. Like, I'm not joking. They show video footage of these people going through it and they're waterboarding them. They're tying them up, shoving stuff in their mouth. You know, it, it shows Russ recruiting people to be actors in this haunted house. And he says, when they vomit, what do you do? You grab the vomit, shove it back in their face or shove it in their mouth. And they're just going to vomit again. How is that a haunted house? How is that a haunted attraction? It's not even haunted. It's just a guy being a dickhead to you doing awful things. It talks about other extreme haunts. One is blackout. They have a safe word. They didn't really talk much about blackout. They, they, they talked to the owners. But th this is where the line gets drawn because it's not really a haunted house so much as it is a horror experience. You know, I talked about Saw. It's basically living Saw. You see this stuff happen in Saw and you're like, I could survive Jigsaw's puzzles. Well, these extreme haunts are giving you the opportunity to do so in a way. And I could not think of a more down the middle argument in this community than this. You either love it or you hate it. There is no one who is in the middle. No one. They talk to Donald, back to Donald Jolson. They they're talking to him about extreme haunts. And he says, it's a hack job. He said, you give me someone tied in a chair in a room. You give me a box cutter. I guarantee I can scare them. Well, no shit. You're not you're going to scare them. I would be scared at that. It's simple. 
There's really, and I kind of got to agree with Donald on this one, there's no art form to it. You know, Donald, when he does his, I'm sure that he beat for beat is like, okay, they go around this corner, this person has to be right here specifically because that their line of vision is on that person for this person to come out. There's weirdly a science to this stuff. And Russ McCamey basically says, no, no, we're not doing that. Another thing that he says no to, I mentioned it earlier, this extreme haunt blackout, they have a safety word. Russ McCamey does not have a safe word. Well, why would I have a safe word? That just takes all the fun out of it. Russ is, there is something I genuinely think there is something a little bit off about him. Like I said, he's like a serial killer who lacks the ambition. But why does he do this? For one reason, he wants the video footage. He is having these people be tortured, essentially, in this extreme haunt just so he can have the video footage. He's not only a serial killer that lacked ambition, but he's a filmmaker who lacked ambition, too. It shows him studying this footage. And he is fixated on it. As a video editor, I can tell you with 100% honesty that when I edit my own stuff, I am not this focused on the footage as this dude is. He's just sitting there and he's invested in it. And he's in a weird way, like getting off on it. He's just, you can see it in his eyes. He's like, oh yeah, this is great. This is the good stuff. This is the good stuff. He wants to be in control. You know, they talk about, they have a neighbor. Her name is Grace. And she lives up on a hill up from where the McCamey Manor takes place. By, by the way, this all takes place in this guy's residential house. Just on a normal city block. So they, they ask Russ if in the history of doing McCamey Manor, if there was ever an incident and he says, yes, one time we had someone go through named grace who I just mentioned their neighbor who is up on the hill from them looks down and sees it. She wants to know what it's all about. So she decides to sign up and do it. Well, that's fine. As she's waiting in line, the anxiety kind of gets the better of her and she just takes off running. She's like, I'm piecing out of here. I don't give a fuck about this. I'm done. So Russ's wife, who is probably the most understanding woman in America, letting her husband do this shit in their backyard, tracks Grace down and convinces her to go through this experience. I'm not even calling it a haunt anymore because it's not a haunt. So she's going through it. The shit's happening to her that happens to everyone. 
getting chained up and waterboarded and shit thrown at you and stuff forced down your throat, all this other stuff. And in the midst of this, there is an actress who has a fake axe because of course it's a fake axe. And Gracie, Grace, goes nuts and tries to grab the axe and kill everyone. So they have to pull the plug. Now that was the first time that she went through it. She went to went through two other times. Why? Because Russ tricked her. Well, why would Russ do that? It's her friend. It's his friend. Just a friendly neighbor. Because he wanted the footage. Do it for the vine. That's basically Russ's entire MO is do it for the vine. Do it for the YouTube video that I can upload, get 3 million views, and piss off a bunch of people. It's weird that he specifically does it so that he can piss off people because he just loves the reaction that he is able to get from people. And it's showing the footage of Grace the second time and she's begging Russ, like, Russ, stop, please, I can't do it anymore, I can't do it anymore, I can't do it anymore. But there's no safe word at McCamey Manor. You start it, you gotta finish it. And what's ironic about this, Russ is the one promoting, no, we don't do, we don't do safe words. That's a coward's way of doing it. You asked to stop, you're being a coward. It shows footage of one of Russ's friends holding a snail and chasing after him with the snail. And Russ is terrified. No, stop, please, please stop doing it. Don't do it. Please stop doing it. Please stop doing it. Please stop doing it. But only cowards ask to stop. Real people put up with it. Real men put up with it. You see this, right? You see the incredible level of irony that is going into this. So basically, what he's saying is that I'm okay fucking with other people. I'll fuck with them all day as long as I get good video footage of it that I can share on YouTube. But the minute someone fucks with me, no, I'm not about that life. I don't want that. Come on. They ask him, would you go through your own haunt? And he says, no, because I'm not stupid. So right there, that tells you what he thinks of the people that even go through his haunt. He's stupid. You're stupid for wanting to go through this. But they do it anyway. And Russ is making his money. 
Well, actually, no, he's not. They are interviewing one of the other home haunters, and he says exactly what I just said there. Oh, he's making his money, isn't he? And the filmmaker steps in and says, actually, no, he's not. He doesn't charge money to go through this. He actually, you need uh, four cans of dog food to go through this, which he then donates to an animal shelter. So in that aspect of it, good for him for wanting to help the community. But I'm pretty sure... Now, I'm no saint. I've done my fair share of um, contributing to causes and whatnot. I'm pretty sure that you can contribute to society and and uh, a charity and not have to be a total fucking nutcase that wants to film people being tortured, upload it to YouTube, but it's okay because they brought me some dog food. So they ask Russ, well, if you're not taking money, how much have you spent on this? And he says, oh, easy, half a million dollars. Huh? Half a million dollars. $500,000 is a lot of money. Here's my suggestion. If you really want to help these causes, well, then just donate that money. But I don't get my video footage out of that. This is all feeding into Russ McCamey's ego. The man is a psychopath. That is why I say the man is a psychopath. Because God forbid, he doesn't get his video footage. And how ironic, how poetic, that his video footage would actually cause a pretty major downfall for Russ McCamey. But... I'll get to that in a second, because you're probably wondering, who are the actors that are in the McCamey Manor? Because there's obviously people there who are doing this stuff. Well, guess who they employ with candy and pizza? The local teenagers. Hey, come on down to the McCamey Manor. You basically get to torture people. We'll give you pizza, but you also get to torture people. And you get to help this creepy old guy, older than you, get his video footage so that he can get his rocks off. Oh no, it's on the up and up. We donate the dog food. And we're keeping kids off the streets, not getting them in trouble. Now that's another thing that I can respect. Because he's keeping kids off the streets. Which is a good thing. More people need to focus on uh, uh, programs as such. You always hear about it. Kids are just out causing trouble. They're not up to, they're doing no good. 
Give them something to do. Give them extracurricular activities. That's what the McCaymies are trying to do. And they do it for years. Until one day they find out that one of their older workers is supplying them with booze, supplying them with weed, is basically sexting one of the other, uh, one of the underaged female performers. So they have to get rid of those performers. They say no more underaged kids. It's causing too much trouble. So what does Russ do? Well, he does casting calls, basically. And he's driving through, you know, there's a shot of him driving to this meetup to meet new actors. And guys, I am not making this up. I promise you. They ask him, who are some of these people that you're going to help? And he's like, well, or to ask to help you. He's like, well, a couple of them I met at my real job, which he works at the, uh, I believe it's the Navy recruiter. It's either the Army or the Navy recruiter. Some branch of the military, he's a recruiter and he works at the recruitment office. So he met people that way. That's that's cool. Good good for him. Helping, helping out the, you know, the military, giving them something else to do. You know, maybe they've been over in Iraq for however long and they want to come escape and give them lawful employment. But then you remember that they're torturing people and you're like, no, that's the last thing that you want members of the army doing. They're driving. And he's like, yeah, that's where I get them. We also got this one guy who's a self-professed skinhead. You know, he used to do stuff like that back in the day. But he's fessed up to it, so I'm okay with letting him do it. Oh, we also got a guy who has a felony for beating a guy up, but that's okay. Well, he's come clean about it. That's fine. Jesus Christ. He is hiring a straight up skinhead who an admitted skinhead who is coming out and saying, yeah, I was a skinhead. Can I work in your haunted house? Torturing people, basically what man in their right mind, regardless of the situation would hire a skinhead, especially in a situation where they are going to be hands-on with people. What if an African-American guy comes in there? What's he going to strangle him to death or something like that? Jesus Christ, come on. But it's okay. Russ got his footage. The end of the day, isn't that really all that matters? It shows him getting complaints. People are calling him and complaining in the neighborhood. My kids are seeing you do this stuff. I don't want my kids seeing you waterboard people or abducting people in vans. Basically what they do, they, they have a meeting point where the people who are going to go through the McCamey Manor, they simulated, sim, in, in a simulated format, get kidnapped and like bad. Like they throw bags over their head, they throw them in the back of a trunk and there's literally, there's like a park like a stone's throw. We could throw a football to this park. 
which I'm pretty sure is connected to a school. That's a great place to do this. It's fine if you're doing it in the backyard. Well, no, it's not fine. It, it, it's, it's another level of okay if you're doing it out in the, in, in, in your backyard. But when you're doing it out in the open where people who clearly don't want to see this stuff, guess where Russ is right up there with his camera with just this focused look on his face and he's filming and he's, Oh, I got you now. (laughs) Stuff like that. So it's very clear that this residential, I believe San Francisco, they're either in San Francisco or San Diego. I can't remember. They're somewhere in California. They're not going to allow it. So Russ has to move. And he finds this event center that it's called a Mossy Something Ranch. I didn't write down the name of it. You got to prepare your notes. I think it's like Mossy Oak Ranch or something. No, it's uh, Shady Acres or something. It's something like that. And he knows them because they're an event center. They have like an event building where you can rent out for receptions and stuff like that. Because the man is a wedding singer. Yeah, let that sink in. When he's not torturing people in his backyard, he's singing Can't Help Falling in Love with You by Elvis at a wedding reception. Oh, it just, it, it, you, I'm, I'm four words at this point. So he met these people through that and they're talking about, oh, he's just the sweetest guy I've ever met. He's just so great. Russ McCamey's the man. He's so, we're going to let him move out here. We're going to put him deep in the property where none of the neighbors can, um, where, where none of the neighbors can see him doing it. So it's fine. It's going to be okay. So he spins Six months preparing for this. He tears everything out of the backyard because it's time to set up somewhere else. Good. Set up somewhere else. The wife is happy. The wife is happy because she has her backyard again. So they're out there setting up and he's just so excited. He's walking through the different steps that they're going to be doing. Like he's talking about, here's one contraption they're going to go through. Here's another device. We're going to put them through another torture simulation basically, but he's doing it under the guise of this is a haunted house. So none of the neighbors have any trouble with it. It's fine. Well, it's not fine. Because they hear, these neighbors, they hear that McCamey Manor is going to be coming to their area. So what do they do? They go on the almighty Google and they type in McCamey Manor. And what comes up? YouTube videos of Russ McCamey basically torturing people. So what do they do? 
They contact the county inspector. And he shuts them down. He says, no, you're not doing this. This is terrible. You vacate this premise or you're going to be charged $1,000 for every day that it is not torn down. So the one thing that gave Russ a point for doing this came back and bit him in the ass. It's the same concept as a snake eating its own tail. So it's poetic in a way because these videos that he's so obsessed with, it became his one thing that ruined him. So naturally, he's got to tear down and he lost $100,000 just with this move being shut down. So what does he decide to do? Let's double down, baby. We're going back to the house. And not only are we going to be open every weekend of October, we're going to be open every weekend. Year round. And guess what? The fucking idiot is still doing. He's still filming. You would think that he would realize, oh, this is what got me in trouble last time. Maybe I shouldn't do that. No. He keeps doing it. Keeps causing concern. He's getting arson threats. He's getting death threats. He's getting bomb threats. I'm not exaggerating. Real bomb threats. So naturally that raises more concern in the community. Because if this house is going to get bombed, well, isn't that going to probably damage my house that's right next door? Yeah, it is. So they call in a city inspector. And Russ gets in trouble again. Because come to find out, he had no permits to build this stuff. And the city inspector makes him tear it down. No more McCamey Manor for Russ McCamey. Ellipses in that area. Because I did a little bit of research after this. Because at the end of the documentary, it makes you think, well, Russ is done, right? I mean, they shut him down twice in one year. There's no way that he can continue to do this. Naturally, they just set up new locations in other states. He's got two locations right now that you can still go to. I believe one's in San Antonio. There's no stopping this dude. He wants this footage of people going through this stuff so bad. Oh, bad that he's willing to go that far. He talks about that he was looking at someplace in Illinois and he got death threats. Guys, at what point 
do you have to take a step back and say, you know what, maybe this isn't as important as I am perceiving it to be. Maybe I need to, uh, maybe I need to reevaluate some of my priorities. Well, that doesn't stop Russ. It doesn't stop Donald. And it doesn't stop Shar. Because they love doing what they are doing. And you got to respect it to some point. Russ is very clearly a psychopath. Donald just wants to be included. Good for him. He's got a respectable thing that he's got going on. He's certainly not getting death threats. His wife threatened to leave him, yes. But it all worked out for Donald. You have to find out what happened to him by watching Haunters, The Art of the Scare. It is available on Netflix. I believe it's on Prime. Not 100% sure on that. But if you want to get in the mood for Halloween, you're about to go out to some haunted houses, some haunted attractions, and you want to see the inner workings of some of them, this is definitely one to watch. There's another documentary out there, which I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, that talks about home haunters. And I had a toss-up on whether or not I wanted to do that one or this one. So I figured I would do this one. Maybe save the other one for next year because I already have the other two that I want to do lined up. And you're just going to have to wait and see what those are because they are going to be really great. So this one focused on the, the haunted attraction aspect of Halloween. Well, these others are going to focus more on like actual ghost stuff, paranormal stuff, mysterious stuff, stuff of that nature. And I hope you're ready because I am ready to share my October with you. Guys, as always, leave a five-star review for me on iTunes. That stuff goes a long way. Follow me on SoundCloud. I've decided I'm no longer going to do a video version of this on the Rocket Grunt Josh Productions channel because I just wasn't getting like enough traffic on there. So the Rocket Grunt Josh Productions YouTube channel is no longer going to host documented. However, be sure to check out Rocket Grunt Josh Gaming. There is going to be, uh, at the end of the month around Halloween, I'm going to, of course, have my Grunttober video. I gave the, you know, the Joybot plug at the beginning of it. Of course, check that out. And, of course, check out this documentary if you really want a unique story. Because I didn't really touch on it very much, but it breaks down more of the psychology of why people want to be scared. It does a hell of a better job than I did here. I just wanted to focus on psychopath Russ McKamey. This is what I wanted to do because it's stuff that he's got going on. There's some underlying shit there that he probably needs to figure out. 
However, that is going to do it. Episode number six. I love doing this podcast. I hope that you guys love listening to it. So I will see you in two weeks with the next installment of the Grunttober celebration on Documented. See you then.